Welcome back to the Suraj podcast. So on the previous episode, we ended up describing the wedding of the then Teg Bahadur in the city of Kartarpur. So chapter 7 begins now. Uh, many months have passed from the wedding. About 6 months have passed and we're at the time of the festival for Diwali. So it's autumn time and large amounts of the congregation from far and wide were coming uh, to have their wishes fulfilled by the guru and to have uh, the blessed sight the view the darshan of guru hargobind so congregations from as far east uh, from the coast of india from odisha from west uh, from east uh, bengal uh, even off the islands of the coast were coming to kartarpur you know bringing along with them uh, gifts and items from those respective areas congregations were coming from the far south as well as well as from the far west from kabul um not only hindus were coming it says but also turks were coming to see the site of guru hargobind um people from that area from the far west from afghanistan kabul side were bringing weapons and horses for the guru people also north of kartarpur from the himalayas around nepal area china were coming um and it mentions how sikhi was spread there as a result of guru nanak's travels to those areas so whoever could make the long journey came for the festival of diwali and you know they brought with them whatever they could as an offering so again many months pass from this festival uh the year passes and then vasakhi comes as a festival and this is kicked off this is celebrated uh quite largely in kartarpur So in the same way that people came for Diwali people came now for Vaisakhi um and congregations from around the world were coming to bring gifts and offerings to the guru so the guru would bless them with his sight as well as instructional teachings so it was the first day of the month of Vaisak where um the celebrations started to to ring off there in Kadarpur so the city was you know filled with crowds celebrating every street corner was packed with people around the city you know sounds of gurbani were sounding off people were shouting out battle cries in the name of guru hargobind you know his victory um guru hargobind during this time was telling his six that okay now that you know the congregations here the festivals about to begin you know create an open space and lay out you know vast amounts of sheets so that the congregation could all sit together comfortably and we could hold a big court a, a divan you know a gathering of the congregation So the six then placed a very high throne for the guru to sit on you know, they placed a you know a cushion on this throne the cushion of it, it describes you know was, was made of very fancy fabric it had these silk strings attached to it you know there were pearls on these strings very elaborate that day uh you know it was quite early in the morning when guru hargobind gets up he bathes uh he gets dressed in this all white uh clothing made from very thin you know very um expensive fabric he you know adorns this very large sword uh, he places it around his body on like a shoulder strap uh, he also adorns a shield and he then begins walking towards where they set up this camp and the congregation sees him walking in and and behind him he's followed by you know these battle-hardened warriors that are walking behind him and he reaches there and uh, where the six had placed his throne and he sits down um one sick begins to you know wave a whisk around the guru's head 
and it looks as if you know a beautiful swan was flapping his wings uh, just behind the guru and in front of the guru um, you know his four sons are sitting there uh, Gurdetta, Surjmal, Anidai, Teg Bahadur and his two grandsons are sitting there as well Tirmal and Hararai so you know the congregation now is coming in and out you know big numbers they're filling out the space that uh, they had laid out there the congregation is bringing with them large amounts of gifts offerings and as these um, Sikhs are bringing in these gifts a senior Sikh of the congregation now called an Ardasya would introduce them to the Guru um, and then would make a, a formal prayer to the Guru on the on the Sikh's behalf and he would do this standing in front of the Guru he would mention you know the Sikhs by name he would mention what they're bringing in and the Guru then would accept this so along with this practice occurring uh, there was Rababis in the court as well singing Shabads there was also bards that came at some point you know to come sing the praise of Guru Hargobind so after the congregation do no, uh, donated all their offerings you know and received the blessings from Guru Hargobind they would sit down they would enjoy the sight of the Guru as long as you know hearing the beautiful sounds that the Rababis and the bards were singing so there was a very successful uh, merchant who lived in uh, Badkashan. So this is a region, Badkashan, which is in northeastern Afghanistan. You know, it's the north, it's northeast of Kabul. It's basically along the borders of modern-day uh, Tajikistan as well as you know the south, southwestern part of China. So this merchant, he used to trade and sell items from foreign lands. He was extremely wealthy. He traveled you know, a great distance from that area down to Kartarpur for this festival. And he brought with him, you know, one-tenth of his earnings as a donation, which was uh, for him an extremely large amount uh, of money that he was bringing with him. So he brought that in the form of um, one horse that was worth 100,000 rupees, it says. You know, it's a very beautiful, very agile horse. He brought some very expensive uh, fancy fabric as well as a, you know, a foreign white hawk. You know, this hawk, it says, is as white, you know, as a beautiful swan. He brought a double-edged sword, a kanda. This kanda's blade was made out of uh, flawed material. So this material is described as Damascus, also called woots. He also brought with him a kalgi, you know, a plume, which was embedded with all sorts of, you know, beautiful, precious stones. He also brought with him a, a beautiful shield. So he brings all these items and he arrives in front of Guru Hargobind. He claps his hands together, you know, in a very loving motion. And uh, Guru Hargobind is looking at him and, and immediately asks him, you know, where are you from? What country are you from? Um, you brought all these things, you know, what do you desire from me? What do you want uh, in return? And the you know, merchant says, you know, Guru Hargobind, you know everything, what can I tell you? But if you insist, I'll tell you that I'm from uh, Badkashan, you know, north, uh, eastern part of Afghanistan. I travel down here, uh, but that's where I live, you know. What I do for a living is I, you know, I sell and I import things from all different lands uh, for a living. You know, I make a large amount of profit from this. And from that, I brought one-tenth of my earnings uh, as a donation so as i do my work throughout the year what i do is i set aside this amount 
one tenth and I always keep in mind that at some time at some point in the year I'll come down and I'll donate this money uh, to you and he says uh, there was a fakir sadhu there was a holy man uh, who came to this area that I live in and he told me that you know Guru Hargobind is a great warrior he always stays armed you know he rides beautiful horses he partakes in hunting he has you know the grandeur of a Maharaja and just as a side note here it's interesting to see that he says you know there's a fakir there's a sadhu basically an aesthetic person that had had come traveled all the way up to his area and we have records of Udasi's Sikhs traveling as far north as southern Russia to spread the word of um, Guru Nanak and Gurmat. So it's quite possible that the ascetic sadhu that he met was an Udasi Sikh. So going back to the merchant, he continues on saying that, um, you know, this, uh, this uh, ascetic Sikh was telling me that, you know, uh, Guru Hargobind loves horses and that Sikhs would bring uh, horses and weapons for you and your army and that makes you very happy and that you take these weapons in your hands and you fill whatever wishes uh, the Sikhs ask of you. So with this thought in mind, this is why I gathered all these things, you know, the short sword and the shield, the galgi, the plume, you know, the horse, the hawk, the fancy clothing. I worked very hard to obtain these very rare items, you know, so please accept them. It's your character to always bless the poor, uh, so bless this servant of yours um, and, uh, you know, make me your own, basically. So in saying this prayer, the merchant, um, you know, uh, bows down, and this is how chapter 7 ends. So the Guru's response and what he does with these items that he gets from this merchant is described in the following chapter, chapter 8, and that's where we'll pick up next time. So, we'll see you then.